It is a tremendous football Thursday. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. And it is you here on the BetQL Network, simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours of the show. And what a two hours it will be as we get you set to bet and win this weekend in college football and the National Football League. Our pal Adam Chernoff from uh, the Simple Handicap Podcast and Right Angle Sports will join us here in just a moment. Connor Allen from 4 for 4 in Bettsburg stops by in 20 minutes. Joey Kanish, baby, stops by next hour, giving us college football bets for the weekend. Evan Silva stops by in the Power Hour. Ken and I will also give you all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel in the NHL, 5.40 p.m. Eastern Time. And then NBA and Bills and Bucks side total prize in the final hour of the program. Let's let's begin the fun and frivolity right now and welcome in our friend Adam Chernoff to the show, one of the absolute best out there when it comes to handicapping the National Football League. Uh, on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff, Adam's NFL betting podcast, the Simple Handicap Podcast, is must-listen if you bet the National Football League. Adam supports us, support him. Check out his podcast, The Simple Handicap. And uh, he does great work with our friends at Right Angle Sports, which includes the Right Angle Sports app, which is a free download featuring insight and commentary for from pro bettors on everything that happens in the National Football League. Churn, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy week eight to you and yours. Happy week eight to you guys as well. Not as snappy and decisive of a week as we had last week, which went very well, but I still think there's a couple things to get to. So it's not it's not all lost in week eight so far. And Adam, we've had a couple of really interesting line moves even today. Obviously, we do the be it moved segment yesterday. And, you know, we were able to capture like what was going on with Brock Purdy and what was going on maybe with Tyree Kill and a, a couple other interesting things on the market. But something today that happened that was interesting, the Houston Texans started getting bet and getting bet pretty aggressively as three point favorites to the degree that they're now. Like, really, we should almost call it three and a half. Like, all the threes are juiced a lot, minus 20, minus 25. Maybe maybe you had something to do with that. Maybe you like the other side of the game. This is obviously the number one and number two picks in the draft facing each other. So right now, it's Stroud three and a half on the road at Bryce Young, total 43 and a half. What do we like here? So we sent out Panthers early in the week. I like Carolina a lot in this game at three and a half or three. But I think specifically, you can also look at the team total for the Panthers over 19 and a half. That's around minus 130. So if you find the 20 and a half as well, you can get that at plus money. So kind of the angle I would look, <clears throat> it really ties into Thomas Brown for me on that one, guys. The change in play calling that we're going to see in the boost that comes from that, going from Frank Reich to Brown, who's the LA Rams, uh, from that system, working with McVay, the sort of modern play calling bump, I really think is going to make life a lot easier for Bryce Young who's had it really tough so far in terms of opponents that he has faced. He now gets a Texans defense that's kind of middling within the league. Uh, but I think the Panthers offense, although we might see a little bit more running than maybe anticipated last week when Brown got the promotion, I, I think the Panthers offense is going to look much better than what we've seen it the last couple of weeks. So that team total is a look that I really like at the moment. Uh, but I would also side with the Panthers uh, getting the points as well. And I'm pretty sure Churn was like one of the first people doing betting content to kind of bring up like, hey, like this guy needs to be calling the plays. Thomas Brown, like not Frank Reich, the head coach. And also, I think what helps matters is I think the Panthers have like correctly identified like, hey, like maybe paying Miles Sanders this like truckload of money was a mistake. Now he's going to split work with Chuba Hubbard, who like just like watching the games looks like he's better probably than uh, than Miles Sanders. All right, Churn. Uh, Wait, go ahead. Uh, you want, fun go note ahead. on that, Nick. Sorry to jump in, but I just I think it's important. You you nailed that one exactly right with the running back split something that really stood out to me today was that thomas brown during the press conference really put an emphasis on the run 
And then he also kind of circled Tommy Tremble as a guy at tight end. I know everyone always loves the long shot touchdown looks and everything that comes with it. Uh, he really values tight ends who can block a lot. And he says the Trembles earned his trust over the last six weeks a lot within the games that they've played. So there might be this sort of emphasis on utilizing the run, mixing things up. You have these tight ends in. It's not unfamiliar from what the Rams did as well. They had Higby and, and all that motion that the run set up. So keep an eye on that as well. But this is going to be a very different Panthers offense. Just want to slip that in. Yeah, and I think I think I'm right about this. I think Tommy Tremble caught Bryce Young's first career NFL touchdown pass. Also, so that's an interesting look. Also worth noting, Thomas Brown, former NFL running back, so you know he loves his running backs, and maybe yep. we'll see that manifest itself coming up on Sunday. All right, Churn, let's go to the Cowboys and Rams uh, Sunday in Dallas, where the Cowboys about a six and a half point home favorite in this game. What do you have for us here with the Cowboys and the Rams? I have disagreement with you guys. I listened to Rob's segment yesterday, too. He was on it. I'm on the other side here, guys. I like the Cowboys laying the number at anything better than seven. We'll call it six and a half right now. Um, I think the Cowboys are able to generate a lot of pressure up front. The Rams have really struggled with that. And, uh, like, I'm looking at aggregate ratings and composite breakdowns, and I'm looking at DVOA and and all the league-wide tables. Like, the Rams are 15, 16, 17 I, I just, I really think that that's too high. I think this is a really bad defense that just hasn't really been exposed. It's been over money the last four weeks coming into Rams games, and they've just found weird ways to stay under. I, I get the defensive matchup is not great for Prescott, like schematically. I, I just, I think the Cowboys are able to put up a big number here this week. I really think the floor is kind of falling out on the Rams, and they're going to fall back into that kind of bottom seven, eight team range within the league. I've had honestly three like intense disagreements via text with people that I usually really agree with on this. I just, I really think the Rams are rated too high. So I like the Cowboys in this one. Well, hopefully we can just agree like, okay, if the Cowboys cover, can Cooper Cup like have a, a really big game so he can win comeback player of the year still? I would really appreciate that. And we'll talk about that later in the show uh, too. And spe- speaking of awards, we just did Tyree Kill an offensive player of the year. Adam, he's going to so tell the media he's going to play. So fall, false alarm, everybody. Like we're just right back where we started on this game, which is Miami favored by a little <laughs> less than 10. This was 10 at the start of the week, came down to like nine, nine and a half. That's where we are right now. The Dolphins hosting the Patriots, who obviously upset Buffalo last week. Uh, do you think the Patriots can pull another upset here, Adam, or do, do you like the Dolphins? I'll go a little bit kind of behind the scenes on this one. So I was really pushing and advocating for either a play on Miami or something to do with their win total over this week within the group and, and kind of got talked out of it. And so my stance on this was we saw in week two, the Dolphins won by seven. They were sort of forced into this methodical game plan by Belichick, who put together a really good defensive effort. But what Belichick did was utilize three deep safeties at a really high rate, which was very different for New England. But he also had Christian Gonzalez cover Tyree Kill and really erase him from the game, a standout rookie corner. What's different now is not only do you not have Christian Gonzalez on the field, you don't have Matthew Judon, who had a big game in week two as well to slow down Miami, but you now give Mike McDaniel the chance to counter the game plan that was put forth in week two. So you had like kind of this standout game plan from Belichick, Now these guys are injured. I don't think the Patriots can replicate what they did in week two. So I made the strong case for it. I got talked out of it for the main reason that the Dolphins have the game against Kansas City next week in Germany. And so it's a Europe trip. The Chiefs have just 
been at a crazy prep level for it dating back to the summer, similar to what we saw the Ravens do before their London game. And the Dolphins are trying to counter that a little bit with how they're managing the injury report. And so there's a couple key guys that honestly could have been back last week, probably from Miami, but the Dolphins are kind of building for this stretch run, not forcing these guys back early. All of these guys are rumored to be returning next week from the defensive side, some offensive linemen as well. And so there's just hesitation that you have the Dolphins at home who already had that look-ahead spot against the Panthers where they kind of eased up a little bit, fell behind early before it was like, uh-oh, we got to go. And now you have this big situation looming with the game next week. So I got talked out of it, but that was my stance. I still feel pretty decent about it, uh, but there were no bets to win in on it just because that kind of underlying situation. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. We are talking week eight in the NFL with our friend Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast and Right Angle Sports. Give Chern a follow on Twitter if you haven't already, at Adam Chernoff. Uh, Chern, you've been listening to the show this week, and we appreciate that. So I'm sure you've heard our stance on this Falcons-Titans game, or like, like Tennessee at three or better. Uh, this has come off three. Um, looks like it's, like it's still a juice two and a half towards Atlanta, with Will Levis likely to start for Tennessee, and maybe the fire sale coming up after this game for the Titans ahead of next Tuesday's trade deadline. So Atlanta, a juice two and a half, 35 and a half the total. How are you betting this one, Falcons and Titans? It, this is another one that represents kind of the struggle this week as there's really been strong cases for both sides. So again, I was really advocating to play Atlanta earlier in the week. And my stance on that was pretty simple. You have an offense that I think is being spoken about in a way that doesn't necessarily reflect the changes we've seen in the last couple of weeks. There's been just some backbreaking, incredibly unlucky turnovers for the Falcons inside the red zone at the goal line that have made the last two weeks in the scoreline look a lot different than they are. And everyone's piling on Ritter. Like, I get how that looks. I just think that the Falcons' offense willing to throw it in these back-to-back 300-plus-yard games is a really positive sign for this offense for Atlanta that we want. Tennessee has allowed some very bad quarterbacks to have some huge games. They traded away their best safety. I was advocating that this is worth a look on Atlanta. And again, I kind of got talked out of it by people that are much smarter than I within the group. And there was actually a preference that if Will Levis was going to start, they preferred that over the early week, maybe kind of lingering optimism that maybe Tannehill could be back. But everyone within the group was like, we actually would prefer Levis starting and getting kind of the price break within it. You have the variable familiarity. He has a very close relationship with Arthur Smith. He knows the offense. You have this just Vrabel in a dog role that kind of he always manages to make these games really ugly. And then you now have Atlanta in a bit of a role change, laying close to a field goal, needing to build a lead, which is just something they have not been able to do all season. Do you trust Ritter to do that on the road against Vrabel, who knows the Arthur Smith offense very well? So it's kind of, again, one of these games where we've had just strong disagreements both ways. But if if one of those kind of, arguments for either side sits well with you you probably have a pretty strong opinion for me it was Atlanta but the rest of the group like Tennessee so another one I hate to be kind of splitting on a lot of these we had a lot last week where it was confidence on sides but this week it's just a lot of back and forth and Adam, you, you mentioned the game might be ugly, like Rabel might might play a game like that. The under, and obviously a lot of this is that Levis is starting and, and not Tannehill. The under obviously got bet in this game yep. too. I uh, believe it's the lowest total on the board still because there's a couple others in the 30s. 35. 35 is the total on this game. Right? It's a preseason just, I mean, number. I, I know it's a preseason number. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know scoring example. Like, what is the Hall of Fame game? Like, this is uh, that's that's something. <laughs> uh, also, I, I guess I don't want to bet the over. Uh, why don't we do Sunday night football here, Adam? In, in about a minute, I think you have two games left you want to talk about. So, sixty seconds here on the charge, the Chargers off that game against the Chiefs, eight and a half point home favorites against Tyson Bagent and the Bears. Okay, I'll lay the number with the Chargers, which is usually something that when it comes out of your mouth, it just means instant death. Uh, but we'll go eight and a half uh, with the big number. Look, it, this is it for L.A. If they cannot stop Bajant on the road after seeing tape and how ineffective he is as the quarterback, it was serviceable. If the Chargers and Staley can't stop this, there's there's immediate changes within L.A. And that's that's the bottom line. This is it for the Chargers. They need this win uh, to save the season. If it's not here, it's never with the Chargers. I'll go down with the ship. I'll lay the big number. It, it, to me, it's that easy and straightforward. Uh, Chargers have to have it. I'll, I'll I'll lay the big number. Sounds square. It probably is. I'll take it. I, I, I like how you put that going down with the chat. I don't think I can join you on that particular. I think Brandon Staley may be walking the plank at some point soon. Well, actually, well, no, because the Spanos family is cheap and won't want to fire him and have to pay him. Anyway, uh, Adam, let's close with Monday Night Football. Give us like 45 seconds here if you'd be so kind as the interview wraps up. Lions about an eight-and-a-half-point home favorite against Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders. The total here is 46. Don't even need the 45 seconds. It's ugly. This is a tough one. I have to take the Raiders and the points getting, I'll call it eight and a half right now in the market. Uh, eight is fine too. They just play super soft defense. They shorten games. They condense possessions. The Lions probably very likely to miss Montgomery again. I, I just think the Raiders keep it close and competitive. The Lions defense, very overrated in my opinion. Garoppolo will do enough. You, uh, you ever just want to tell the members of the group like, hey, piss off, guys. This is the bet that I like. Let's do it. Right. No, it, it's it's a fun dynamic back and forth. These guys have been winning for two decades. I'm a fraction of that, if if at all. So I, it's oh, tough st- to sort of stop get it. out like, of you, the way. You can't be right and they can't be wrong on a game? Come right. on, turn. I'm supporting you here, buddy. I got to put your well, foot down, man. Yeah, it's, it, it's a great group dynamic. So I always defer to them. Uh it, it's it's fun to work with every day because you learn something all the time. So I would very that. political. That, that's just not. I was, was going to say se- senator here's senator Chernoff filibuster here at the end of the interview. <laughs> right. Last one here. Are you excited for my Giants to beat your Jets on Sunday in about ten seconds? This is going to be a fun. One. I think we get. I think we have a decent chance of seeing a lot of points. Hopefully, it's as fun as the one four years ago. But boy, if the Jets end up with a above five hundred record in this spot, what a break that will be. Uh, 36 and a half the total. Maybe Chern telling you he likes the over a little bit. I hope it's not a repeat of four years ago. The Jets won that game. I'm thinking more like Christmas Eve 2011. Victor Cruz, 99 yards, knocked the Jets out of the playoffs. <laughs> Giants springboard to the Super Bowl. That's just me. Uh, follow Chern on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. Check out his NFL betting podcast, The Simple Handicap, and check out the Right Angle Sports app featuring um, inside commentary on every game from pro bettors. Chern has amazing write-ups there on every single game as well. Oh, we didn't do Thursday Night Football. Maybe Maybe, like, hang out, out here for a second. Maybe we can Evans. get something out on the Evans. other side. Of- Evans. All right, Mike, Mike Evans, Evans over. There right. you have it. Thanks Evans. for the There you have it. Evans, 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 Evans. Evans. Uh, coming up next, Allen, Allen, Allen. Connor Allen joins us here on You Better You Bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.